welcome. This is the Outside in Music Happy Hour chat for what day is today? It's Monday. It's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Exactly. And we've got some great new guests this week. I'm really excited to have everyone here and uh, to tell as many Star Wars puns as possible over the next <laughs> couple of minutes. None. You have none. None. I've never watched any. You've never watched any Star Wars. Well, that's no. it. The stream is over. We're just going to go watch, watch Star Wars. We'll be watching Star Wars for the next five days. Straight. <laughs> exactly. So I want everybody to know who they're listening to. So let's uh, let everybody, uh, let's go around and have everybody introduce themselves. Let, you, let us know who you are, what you play, and uh, where you're talking to us from today. How, let's... Uh, Let's, let's start with Miki. Hi, my name is Miki Yamanaka. I play piano. I'm from Japan. I live in New York City. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. John? Uh, my name is John Lake. I'm a trumpet player, composer. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I'm originally from Ohio, Western Ohio. Fantastic. And Danny? Hey guys, I'm Danny Janklo. I'm from Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles and I play the saxophone. Excellent. Uh, so we are live. So if you're on Facebook right now and you're kind of checking us out on the outside in. Oh, let me page check that or, out. Uh, on, it's on the outside in um, Facebook page. So if anyone wants to drop in a question, we should be able to see it here while we're talking. If anybody wants to chime in and ask any of these fine people any questions. Can I ask a question in the Facebook chat to everybody? You can, can I question you can. ourselves? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Danny's just going to circular, circularly talk. <laughs> I really just want to talk about this. So uh, Yeah, I'm just going to be real quiet, just typing over here the whole time. Yeah, like, um, what is he doing? <laughs> so you but, said it's on Facebook, huh? Yeah, it's on okay. Facebook. Okay. And so, <clears throat> um, I would Danny, love you to. Did live... Sorry, Sorry Nick. No, no, go ahead. Danny, you, you did live in New York for a while, right? You I lived in or... Philadelphia for a while. Oh, okay. Um, and and uh, the only reason, well, I went there for school. Um, I went there to, te to Temple University. And, uh, oh, there we are on the Outside In Music page. Oh, that's there cool. I'm watching us in Facebook. That's super bizarre. Yeah, uh, I have two like... different streams going right now. <laughs> yep, and it's like slightly behind. So when you watch yourself on Facebook while you're talking, you can see what you said like three seconds later. That is super bizarre. Um, yes, to answer your question, John, like I, I, I really, I really wanted to move to New York after going to school for four years in Temple University, but mm. at the time, you know, it just. At the time, I felt that I, I hadn't really been back to the West Coast around my family for like already four years, and I didn't really want to like continue like you know, the East Coast grind without at least a little bit of time going back home. So I made that made that like kind of interim decision. I moved back home with my family after after like graduating college. And I just started saving money to in order to actually make my first record elevation, which Nick helped me release in 2017. Mm, um, yeah. uh, and, and that was actually pretty early on in this record label, right? Correct? Yeah, it was in the, the first kind of year of trying to really get stuff rolling. Yeah, but I was really happy for the help that, that Nick brought to the table because at the time I was pretty, I was pretty frustrated with uh, the, the climate in which 
me releasing music it was it was it was a very um well in 2016 when i wanted to release it when i was talking to nick we, we played a couple couple gigs and i said nick man i got this album and i really want to release it but I'm, I'm frustrated with with how to go about releasing the music right now and so i because i had i had some pr companies that were helping me out and that i hired and it was just it was it was one of those things where i think i think in 2016 in an election year it's really difficult you know we're back in election year it's really difficult to go about structuring a release to your to your records i've noticed that every election year you know when i look at somebody when i look at a successful record a modern modern record that's very successful i look at 2015 kamasi washington dropped the epic that was a year before the election year so he didn't have to deal with all of the hype and the the hustle and bustle of 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 basically you know competing with all of the elections and stuff like that so i think i think there are i think there is something to to it you know uh with strategizing your release scheduled around especially with such a strange political climate that we live in these days um 2016 was not the year to release my music so i had to hold on to it um and then of course you know things got crazier politically when when uh you know the the administration changed and um i think what what really happened was that you know nick kind of just gave me a a a, a way to kind of just get it out there you know I, me I remember i remember nick you encouraged me you were just like let's just get it out there. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's schedule it. And you really helped me structure the, the release. So I really thank you for that. Yeah, sure. It was great to get it out. And, uh, I never, <laughs> I never really thought about the, uh, political implications. I mean, I can see it's like you, to compete with it in the, the zeitgeist is difficult, but, uh, yeah, I never thought about that. Well, I was advised by, well, it was specifically Matt Merowitz at, mm. at fully altered mm. media who advised me, against releasing it during 2016 he was like he was like listen i'm not going to be able to do anything for you right now mm. he was like i can't get you this i can't get you this we're, we're competing to get you this on npr i can't get you any of these publications because we're competing with you know huge yeah. huge right. political stories you know so i think i Makes think sense. just the the reach the reach that certain pr companies have for releasing records during election year uh, apparently is is very low um, could be could be i mean for npr and things like that i'm sure that yeah. the, the mm. amount of jazz New coverage, York times yeah jazz, the jazz coverage <laughs> is not as important as uh, yeah the political stuff it's, especially during a pandemic i hate to say it you know yeah, but, yeah. Um, that's true but uh i know um both mickey and john have a project that they're working on right now and mm. if you guys do you guys want to tell us a little bit about what you're working on when it's coming out and all that john's is first so let's have john Tell us about Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, I've got a, I've actually got a track from you today on jazzes.com, Jazzes Magazine. Um, my album, uh, yes, I just got it in the mail. My album dropped on wow. um, June 26th, and my first single comes out tomorrow. So my first single is going to be on all streaming platforms tomorrow. Nice. Uh, it's called The Bet. It's about, uh, you know, you guys know Anton Chekhov, the writer? No, he's been dead a long time. Um, he wrote uh, a short story called The Bet. It's kind of famous about this guy who self-isolates for like 20 years. So yeah. I didn't uh, know we were going to be sitting in our apartments like, you know, a year ago when I wrote the song or whatever. Um, but it's kind of prescient for today, what we're going through today, I feel like. Um, I, you know, I haven't really noticed 
now that you mentioned it about releasing during an election cycle, that kind of kind of scares me a little bit. But I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just a harder climate, I would say. It's not like it's impossible. It's just a tougher climate. Uh, but you know, with today's world, I'm sorry to, to interrupt for a second, yeah. but with today's world, it's interesting that everything is so digital anyways with releases that it almost doesn't matter. Like mainstream media isn't even as important as it was in 2017 yeah. when I released my record. Everybody like, has their own segmented stream, you know. Exactly. So like 2020, you know, this is it's different now. It's just different. It's different than it was, you know. And I honestly think with the COVID thing, as, as bad as it as bad as it is for everybody, uh, I was speaking with my publicist, this uh, Mike Wilpozeski. He's got a great company, Chart Room Media. Um, he thinks right now is a good time to release um, because there's a lot of oxygen, as he put it. A lot of bigger projects are canceling. I'm sure you know a lot of tours have canceled. A lot of the the more you know. Um, high dollar projects have been pushed back or canceled completely. So uh, there's a little bit more room for mm. folks to think in this environment. So I'm, I'm optimistic about that. That's a great take on it. I really hope that that's, that's true, honestly, because I have a lot of friends that are releasing music too. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's true. I, that's kind of what I've been seeing from things that are, people are working on. It's like, as things get canceled for the summer and the fall, there's, there's empty space that needs to be filled. And if you yeah. you can be putting something out, I think, and people are hungry right now. There's, you know, not a lot going on. So, totally, totally. And uh, so, Mickey, tell us about about your record. I know you're still working on it, getting it finished up, but yeah, uh, my record is going to be called Human Dust Sweet because I wrote a suite last year about human dust, which is like a photography that I saw in Chicago. Um, by Agnes Dennis, like it's just a photo of human cremation. And then that really inspired me because like we all look different, we are from different place, but when we get cremated, we all look the same thing, right? Oh, wow. So I would like to, I will, like kind of wanted to write something like through Compose almost, like using similar chord changes or like ideas to kind of talk through human body and like life and stuff. So I did that. Um, wow. Then that's five songs in the suite. And then I have other tunes to kind of mix it up in a little bit. So I'm really excited. I just, I think my mixing is done. I think I would like to say. And then uh, my boyfriend's sister has been working on the artwork because I can't ask anybody else right now with the photo and stuff. She can take photos and she can use the Photoshop. So she has been helping me out, which is very pandemic oriented. Like, you know, you got to ask someone who is near you who can help you. you know? <laughs> You'll so, never forget it. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. We're just figuring out how to use Photoshop and stuff. It's been fun. So I'm excited what it will be, you know. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And Danny, I know you've been doing a whole bunch of stuff. I've been seeing you very active on uh, on Instagram and everything. Totally. So tell tell us about what you've been what you've been working on. Wow, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, well, at most recently today, I was doing a session. I'm starting a new project where I get on Zoom Duo. I do a Zoom Zoom Duo, and today I was working with Larry Goldings. Um, and we were playing, um, basically I figured out a way now to do Zoom 
duo sessions and then sync up the That's audio great. later. Um, so, oh, okay. so basically this is my latest project that I'm working on. So basically what we do so is- So it's not live? It is live. The performance is live, but, but, but check it out. So here, here's, here's the breakdown. So I did it, I did it the other day with, um, with my ex-girlfriend who's, who's a vocalist and so she had a track and I did it a, a couple days ago with Tamir Handelman where we went in and played a, a standard. But here's, here's how we do it basically. Um, uh, so the way Larry and I did it today was we took one of his songs, we took a standard and we got on the phone and so he, I muted my, I muted him through, um, through the phone, right? So we were on the phone and we were also on Zoom. We were recording the call on Zoom and uh, we both had logic sessions or whatever, Ableton sessions open. We were recording ourselves individually. So we recorded the video, we recorded ourselves individually. And then, so my track was individual logic. And then, so he's hearing me through the phone and I have him muted on the phone. So it's not coming back through the phone. He's just hearing me through the phone. So it's an input. I'm hearing him through zoom and I'm listening through zoom and I'm playing off of him. Now we sync that all together later and it's a live duo uh, performed live in the moment. Larry is experiencing a little bit of a lag, but later on, that's fixed when the audio tracks are synced up. So it's just a little, it's kind of like a little hack that I've been working on with, with some people. And um, so I'm gonna record some more tracks with Larry and do a duo album, quarantine Zoom live duo album that we're gonna release soon. But um, nice. beside, beside from that, and I, I encourage everybody to try this. I think it would be really cool to see other people. Is it, is it like, a, like, can you do like call and response? Can you like, react to what he's playing and stuff yeah like, i'm playing off of his time so he had actually crazy. A he had a click track going actually as well that he was playing through his speakers and he had a microphone that that was picking all this up and so i was playing in real time with him he was hearing a little lag because there's always a lag between things on the internet but i was recording myself so that could be synced later on and i'm going to send him the audio files and we're going to sync it up to wow. the uh to the so it's, it's possible. It's, it's really possible to do like actual live collaborations. That's Something great. that I've been doing um, besides all that, that, that actually has been really helpful has been just um, regularly doing like live streams and, and, uh, and some of the regular live streams that I do is, are called quarantine sessions. Um, and I've been like recording like basically bootleg records that I release just to people exclusively. I send them the Dropbox links when they buy them from me. So they, so you can support me doing that. Like, uh, basically, I have 38 songs recorded, some Duke Ellington, some Charlie Parker, some Horace Silver, all this stuff. And I just thought it would be, it'd be fun, a fun project to do. And actually, a lot of people, a lot of my students and a lot of my fans are really enjoying hearing me play these standards. And I'm just playing along with um, basically band in the box play alongs uh, and, uh, and recording them live on Instagram lives. And then I've also been doing some educational uh, workshops as well um, and collaborating with different people to, to do that. Uh, one, one thing that's going to, uh, I'm doing a zoom masterclass soon. So I'm just basically figuring out how to do that. And I have a lot of, uh, Skype students and stuff like that. So I'm just continuing to release content as an artist and as an educator as much as I can. And, um, just continue to help people. Like you said, you know, there is, there is sort of a void right now. A lot of people are home. A lot of people want to get better at playing. A lot of people want to listen to new stuff, you know? So, you know, for those people that are, uh, that are bored. <laughs> I'm trying to give some alternatives to using your time. Um, but 
but thanks for asking, Nick. Yeah, no, of course. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear about everything that you're doing. I keep every time I open Instagram, I feel like you're live. I was like, it's Danny, I always I'm doing a lot just... of live streams, and I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of intervals, uh, interviews too. Oh, nice. Um, um, so so far, I've interviewed a lot of great cats. Uh, I was on with Chase Baird the other day. We did like nice. an hour and a half interview, and he is just a phenomenal person. I love that guy, uh, and I hope I hope we get to do some more uh, playing and and collaborating and stuff. And you know, after this is over, but uh, it was really cool. You know, it's like uh, connecting with people that I wouldn't normally connect with, like you know, doing doing virtual collaborations with people that I don't normally get to you know work with all the time. And like, I just think it's it's been. I've been seeing like the good side of this, you know, it's, it's been kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, so this is kind of a silly question, but it's one that I've been asking everyone. And I think it's kind of a f insightful into your uh, kind of like personality and musical personality at the same time. But if you had to be quarantined with another jazz musician, <laughs> who would it be and why? I think Mickey, you're kind of stuck with the ones you've got. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> already and this has been a common theme as well but so if you had to be quarantined with another jazz musician dead, it could be a dead or alive who would you pick oh, wow. what the hell <laughs> wow because you know like someone like miles davis might be to seem like a you know a big time musical personality but i don't know do you really want to be stuck <laughs> with this crazy person no i don't know I mean, like, it would be nice to spend time with him, like, for an hour. Like, but that's the most yeah. I, would, I can take, you know. I want, like, most basic. I want a bass player. <laughs> I want a bass player who is very chill, who can eat my food. Yeah. And <laughs> like to play some tunes, you know. So, I, if I have to pick someone that I know. That Doesn't have to be somebody eat, you know. No, like that person has to eat my food so i oh, have to right, know right, the yeah, person yeah, okay. it's Gotta very know the important person. yeah you know it's not just about the music your life <laughs> is more about mu like it's music but also sleeping and eating and shit like that so <laughs> it's important it's important yeah i think i would pick my friend dave Barron. solid choice <laughs> yeah dave Barron would be a super solid fun hand he can eat my food and he's going to do his shit if he wants to. And then I can do my own thing and I can be comfortable. So that's my answer. That's dope. Um, I would choose, I would choose Pops. I would choose Louis Armstrong. Cause I've, yeah, I've already been to, his that's house. Awesome. I've been to his house in Queens and it's fucking awesome. I'm sorry. Can we cuss on this? It's awesome. It's a great house. <laughs> sorry, I, keep saying, I keep saying shit. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, he's, you know, he's a, he's a great dude. He has a lot of joy. Always, always singing and playing. And I could learn a lot about the trumpet from him. So I would choose Pops for sure. And I bet his wife is a great cook too. Nice. Oh, so basically, you're going to invade his house, is, is what? Yeah, that's, that's, the plan. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's awesome. Nice, nice. Danny? I think that I'm the guy that comes to mind for some reason that I would like to spend time with uh, is Dexter Gordon. Mm. Um, I just think he would be a really cool guy to hang around, and he seems like a really cool personality. Um, and I would just want to like, be in the same house like while he's practicing even in a different room just to hear just to hear from afar how he would be practicing because i i just feel like it would always be like so fat and like melodic and like just feel so good it'd be like the greatest jazz musician to be around like wow. for quarantine 
Um, I, I wouldn't even want to play. I would just like listen to him all day. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But, but what if you did that, but then all he did was just play overtones all day? I, I would probably listen <laughs> to him play overtones all day. I, like with my jaw dropped, you know what I mean? Just that sound. Um, cool. Yeah. So what have you guys been doing to stay sane? I know we're talking about these musical projects, but there's got to be other stuff that you've been doing. Uh, any like shows you've been watching? I know Miki's been cooking. I've been seeing on Instagram. She's been prolific in her uh, food posts. But uh, what, what else have you been doing to kind of keep sane and keep inspired? during this, this crazy time. I thought I was only gonna do this for like three weeks and we're going on two months now, so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, so it's good, but I'm really glad everybody has had you know, some interesting and different answers. And some people have been like, oh, I just need to chill out. And some people have been working hard and it's, I think all very uh, reasonable uh, reactions to this kind of situation. Totally. So just yeah. curious if there's anything you guys have been uh, feeling. One thing that's keeping me sane is like, going out for like night sorry night walk night walks hmm. where i like you know because because at least in, in where i'm at in la um i don't know how how new york is i mean I'm, I, and I, I quite often pray for new york every single day uh, and for all my friends there and, and all the people that i know uh, but I'm, I'm in los angeles and um you know walking at night especially if you have a mask on it's fine. Cause there's like literally nobody out. So like, I just go for like long, long walks at night. And oftentimes I listen to this podcast that I really love and I recommend that everybody checks it out. It's getting back to some political stuff, but uh, not getting too deep into it, into the nitty gritty, but it's called, it's called um, pod save America. I don't know mm -hmm. if anybody on this listens to that, but sure. um, so I go for, I go for walks and I just like listen to this podcast and for some reason, like that has really helped me stay sane because at least for me, like I'm getting fresh air, I'm getting, getting exercise. I'm not worried about bumping into strangers. I'm not worried about anything. I'm even double protecting because I'm wearing a mask. And I'm just kind of listening to this podcast that makes me feel a little bit more understood as opposed to watching like CNN and watching all these media, these other news sources that make me feel scared you know what i mean i feel like i feel like when i see all those numbers and i see all that i feel like it's not good for me it's not good for my my psyche to see those, those kind of things but when i when i when i get information from a source that's reputable and that is actually like great interviews and great um you know ways of dealing with you know the the reality of this situation it makes me feel a lot better um just going forward and you know at least that there are people out there that understand what needs to be done. For sure. For cool. sure. Yeah. I've been avoiding, avoiding CNN as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, it's a sir. Every, every channel's a circus right now. It's just insane. It's hard to watch. I never watched news. Yeah. No. Like that doesn't help. <laughs> no. Doesn't help. Mm -mm. Yeah. But you want to uh, stay informed, but it's hard to, it's hard yeah, to do so right. when it's, yeah. Anyway. No, no, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, what would you call it? Uh, Occam's razor, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> to to uh, try to keep the balance. Sorry. So, what what else have you guys been been up to? I don't I don't mean to take over. Keep my mouth shut. Um, so uh, I never go outside. Barely, I barely go outside because it's kind of personal reason for me because I had some weird experience that I am Asian, so like people say like shit like you know like you brought virus kind of stuff oh, to 
my friends. Sorry. Um, my person, I didn't experience that personally, but my friends got like spitted like oh by a woman God. or something like that. And then I just feel very anxious. I barely go outside by myself. If I go outside, I go out with Jimmy and uh, we go get groceries or something like that. But mm. I barely go outside. Um, but to keep me sane is a lot of cooking, of course. But uh, I'm finishing up my first cooking video, actually. I'm Ooh. pretty excited. Oh. And, uh, um, I've been playing a lot of video games. A lot of video games. What are you playing? Um, I've been playing Animal Crossing on Switch. And my friend who is on my record, Anthony Orji, just uh, gave me his PS4. I mean, I'm just kind of borrowing it from him during this quarantine because he's not at his apartment. So I'm borrowing his PS4 and I'm playing Final Fantasy VII. Ooh. The remake. It's been awesome. Yeah, Final Fantasies are dope. So I love the music awesome. in those too. Dude, it's so good. It's so yeah. fucking good. It's just insanely good. So I love it. And then I grew up playing video games. So it kind of gives me the kind of nostalgia, whatever. And uh, yeah. And also for the music wise, I tried to listen to like the old records that I used to listen to a lot. Mm. So like, Kind of going back to my original influence, like mm. Sonny Clark and Horace Silver, yeah, um, something like that, like Oscar Peterson. Like I haven't listened to Oscar Peterson. I love that. In time. What's your favorite <laughs> OP record? Um, I like the Night Train. Mm. It's like a blue cover. It's really nice. I like all the tunes, like they play. The arrangements are nice. Or I, I've been listening to a bunch of classical music that's uh, that's been like working on classical too. It's really mm. fun. Wow. Yeah. Do you guys find that when you listen to music that you like listen to a lot mm-hmm. in college or something that it takes you back to like yeah. being in college yes. or something? Yeah. It's really fun. It's really fun. Like listening to yeah. Kenny Garrett's like songbook record, like I can't literally say ah, yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. And I was yeah. like, Wow, like I still remember this. Like I can sing, yeah. like you know, Kenny Kirkland's like solo. Like there, there was like yeah. you, you know that you know that Cannonball record. Things things are getting better with Milk mm. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I was like obsessed with that record in high school, and I was like you know learning all the solos on alto because I was like just obsessed with Cannonball. You know, period. But especially on that record, and I just remember, like, when I listen to it, when I put it on, and when I like, you know, go back to those tracks, because I often reference that 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 particular record to my students as like a great record to check out that you may have not heard of Cannonball was. Um, but like, oftentimes when I go and hear it back, and 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 how Milt Jackson plays and how Cannonball plays on, especially on the one track, things are getting better. I think of like just walking around my house playing that solo to my parents and my sister and just annoying everybody in my house and just being like, <laughs> sweetie, see you dude, you know, like just that, it's just, it's very church, like bluesy. And I just remember like the feeling of just like being like, you know, just kind of falling in love with that soulfulness and that, and that, that I, I brought out something in me like that track, you know, and I would, I would just, annoy my family with it <laughs> constantly <laughs> that's funny uh, oh, danny Janacucci has jumped in to say hello on oh, our chat here <clears throat> so if you are watching live we are i am watching for questions if anybody wants to ask anything of these fine artists on our stream here um 
So feel free to do that if, if you want to. But uh, so John, we're still uh, waiting for your answer to the question. What have you been doing to uh, keep sane? Well, I've also been playing some PlayStation 4, you know, nice. a little bit of that goes a long way uh, or a lot, a lot of PlayStation 4 also helps. <laughs> <laughs> I finished Red Dead uh, Redemption 2, which was great. I can send Ooh. it to you, Mickey, if you want, you know, if you're looking for a game, maybe. I, don't know. Dude, I, heard, I heard good things about it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I've been doing a few different things. I'm getting back into some music stuff. Uh, recording for a few different people. Chad Lefkowitz Brown is doing an all virtual big band. So it's like all home recording big band. Um, so we've been doing some some stuff for him. And uh, New Alchemy Jazz Orchestra is working on a project with a vocalist right now. So we're just kind of still sourcing out the tunes and, and you know, figuring out the rep for that. Um, I've also just started a video project with, um, do you guys know Janelle Reichman? Great tenor saxophonist and clarinetist. Um, oh, I know her, yeah. Yeah, she's burning, she's she's really bad. Um, yeah. She's working on a new YouTube series of like duos and trios. So I'm working with her on that, on some of the arrangements. Um, so enough to keep me busy, you know. Uh, I would like to be out more, like riding my bike and things and going to the movies and, you know, I miss things like that for sure. Um, it's a little difficult, I think, Brooklyn is not as bad as Manhattan, you know, in terms of like the density, but still, man, like it was a nice day yesterday. And I think the park I heard is it's my, packed. Yeah. That yeah park. I didn't, you know, we, we live right by the graveyard, which is slightly less, you know, there's fewer people there. Uh, it's not as popular, but it's a graveyard, you know, it feels a little disrespectful to go like have a picnic or something like that. <laughs> So, I'm just uh, laughing. But we're going to go for, uh, go for a hike tomorrow, I think, up in like Harriman State Park, which is uh, a great park. During the week, things are a little more more chill. Um, but, you know, it's the, you know, you got to stay inside mostly. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. For real. I kind of like that. I like, I like the, the feeling of like knowing that, you know, things can be okay in my career, even when all my gigs go away that like I can, you know, continue to work on stuff remotely. And like, you know, if, you know, let's say if this happens again in our lifetimes, like we're going to be prepared more for the next time it happens, you know, like, you know, I for instance, I hope not. I, but I'm serious. <laughs> but like, I, I'm serious, like, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, you never know what's going to happen. But like, like, I think what it's going to do for like musicians is like realize that you have to start preparing for like times that inevitably like the industry Smart. will, you know, um, and I think before this, like, you know, Nick, Nick, Nick and I have been, you know, in talks for, for many years and he's seen my growth like in on the online world. And I think it's like for me, that's something that I've been like really committed to, you know what I mean? Be as being an artist and being somebody that's like available and like reachable and like, you know, uh, somebody that's creating community atmosphere and community uh, participation on my, on my social media pages and stuff. So I, I, I'm encouraged right now to see that it actually can be something much more than I thought it would be, but only because, only because I'm now forced to like, you know, make it, um, uh, you know, be, well, I'm not forced, but I'm choosing for it to be my, my way of making, um, money at this point. And I'm seeing that there's a lot of different ways to do that. So I'm like, I'm actually very encouraged. Like one of the things that, that I also keeps me saying is like the goal of like, okay, like I want to have 
you know, this much, you know, in the bank so that I can just like relax and then maybe even just take a vacation for a month and like work remotely from like a whole nother place, like in the woods, you know what I mean? And just like be, go by myself. If I'm going to be in quarantine for months and out of work and out of gigs, I might as well be like, you know, in the, in the woods, you know, like, you know, still being able to record and teach when I want to. And then just like, you know, hang out. Like that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just like, I'm just like, if that's, if this is the way it's going to be LA gigs are like canceled for a full year, you know, like, Hey man, I'll figure out ways to just like, chill out <laughs> you know but i'm yeah. still I, I have a workflow which i'm very thankful for if i didn't have any work if i didn't have any people that care to take lessons or or send me their tracks to record on and stuff like that then i'd be i'd be pretty stressed out right now and i know there's a lot of cats in that situation <laughs> you know that that are not making money and don't have their their recording stuff out there so i don't know i mean it's been a long grind to, to get that stuff together you know so I encourage people to like, if they're starting now, yeah, I mean like, you know, good luck. It's, it's tough. It's a tough grind. You know, Nick, Nick, like I've seen you on that grind too, with the social media and getting, you know, getting your stu your home studio together, getting all your video content together, you know, like that stuff doesn't come together overnight. That's, that's a lot of work. Internet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been doing it since 2016 or 17. So it's been yeah. a slow slow ride yeah i i want to say one thing that this is my first time to be on live streaming like oh, yeah? ever oh. yeah in my life was i didn't know by that chance or by uh choice kind of by choice because i'm just like what am i what am i gonna do <laughs> i'm just hanging out be yourself we like no, you just yeah. you're doing great <laughs> I don't know. This is my first time. Like, it's interesting to hear what you, you know, have been doing and stuff because I haven't done any of that, you know? It's like, it's a very interesting to see that, to know that that could be a platform, you know? It's like, I just barely made it. I don't think I ever made any money since the quarantine. Like, March 15th, I had the gig and that was it. That was yeah. the last time I made money. Right. So I'm pretty chilling. <laughs> yeah, you're chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling, but I'm glad I saved up money. And I just, all I right. want is like now is to play music with people. Like yeah. I miss, well, us, I think everybody. playing yeah. people, man. Just I really miss like the bar gigs, you know, like the $50. Yeah, like, dude. Gig, $46 gigs. Those were like <laughs> the fun that I really miss, you know. But, you know, I'm... I'm about all this like the streaming and the and the content stuff like i don't know i'm more of a private person i don't necessarily want to be like in front of the camera every day so i totally. don't think that that's like a realistic adjustment for everybody to make it isn't no it isn't i totally um, i totally agree but as artists like and especially as as jazz musicians like we have to realize that there's not always going to be like a healthy economy that's going to support what we do you know totally. so i think most jazz musicians at this point kind of get that it's good to have something else that you can think about doing in the, in the lean times. You know, if it wasn't a coronavirus, it might be like just an economic slowdown for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm like, with, I'm with Mickey. I've maybe, you know, made 50 bucks here or there doing a video or something, but uh, like my gigs are all gone. You know what I mean? And who knows if they'll be back in the fall even. So it's, I don't you know, think so. I don't think so. I don't think no? so. Yeah. I don't think so either. So yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. 
but I will say that there's um it's really uh, feels good that there's a lot of support out there for artists like the mm -hmm. Grammy Music Cares and the Louis Armstrong Foundation and the Actors Fund. Um, the, you know, those funds have come through and helped a lot of musicians out over the last uh, I've heard few about weeks. That, yeah. yeah. And some people are starting, like for the first time ever, uh, unemployment is open to freelancers. So mm -hmm. some musicians are starting to get on that. So that's, you know, that, that does make me feel pretty good that like um, our, you know, our community is able to get some support through those, uh, those channels for the first time, you know. I, I want to make mention of, of exactly that. Um, I put together on my website, on my, one of my, well, my, my company, Conscious Collective Music, um, which I established last year, it's, it's exactly a year old. Uh, we have a website, consciouscollectivemusic.com. Conscious Conscious and um, if you go to it, there's like a comprehensive list of all of those uh, uh, relief funds that we've made. And it's, and it's all of those that you mentioned, but also um, some other ones that are more specific to like, you know, women and specific to different genre, uh, 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 genders and, and you know different things you know different you know even um so specific to different geographic locations as well um so if you're if you're interested in, in checking that out and we're always trying to add more to that list so um mm. i just wanted to make mention of that it's called it's called consciouscollectivemusic.com and um yeah there's a list of all of those relief funds happy to happy to be of service in every way that i can i think just spreading the aware awareness and posting about it and letting people know that they're out there is a big part of, you know, making that uh, a possibility. Cause a lot of these, a lot of these relief funds are donation based, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear. Have you guys had any success? I've heard varying, you know, amounts of success with people to even be able to get access that money. I know everybody says it's there. Um, I haven't gotten anything yet, but I haven't applied for, all that there is out there. I've applied for some of it, but mm -hmm. you know, for me, nothing, nothing has arrived yet. What about you guys? I cannot apply for unemployment because uh, it's going to be a public charge. I heard because I'm an O1 visa holder. I think uh, there are a lot of people who are not citizen here. So um, we can't really use that because that's going to be against us when we want to apply for a green card. So yeah. I'm not applying for any of that, but like John mentioned, like some of the, you know, artist grants. So mm -hmm. stuff like I got the, I'm really thankful that the Louis Armstrong foundation gave me the money like really quick. I was like, this worked like this, this. And I was no. like, wow, I really thought those grants were just fucking bullshit. I thought like, <laughs> oh, cool. I'm like, oh, this, you know, arts like, you know, Man, I've been a public happening, you know? for like 15 years, you know, and it's, it, I haven't really gotten that much. So like this year, it, it surprised me when these came through like they did, you know, like yeah, was, I, even like, one, one, one thing. I only got one, but I'm just freaking thankful. I was like, ah, oh, this yeah. works. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Nick, what about you, man? Um, yeah, well, I, I haven't been applying because I'm still working. Um, because I teach at UNT, so yeah, exactly. I've still been working, and this week is our last week of um, like stuff finals week or whatever. So I haven't been applying just because it doesn't seem like I should. You know, there's I other people you. that need it more, a right. lot more. So um, I'm fortunate that I've been, you know, juggling all of these different things, and that this uh, teaching thing has been working. Are you full time there, mm -hmm. Nick? 
Yep. Okay. So, cause I, cause I, my, my position at Cal state Northridge isn't full time. So that's why they, mm. they were just like, okay, your class is done. Like you may or may not get paid for the semester. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like halfway through the semester. Right. I don't know yeah, if I'm going to get that bad. money at all. It's adjunct, you know, adjunct money, but like, we'll see if it arrives ever. But um, yeah, if you're full time, I guess you're kind of like, you're, you're making a salary. Well, we were still teaching as well. Like we taught all the way until last week. Everything got oh, transitioned wow. to online. So um, we did, you know, lessons and classes and all that stuff. So we we're still still doing stuff and having meetings and basically the same amount of time per week as on campus, but just, you know, on the computer. Mm-hmm. Wow. But yeah, I remember I was playing with, uh, with Dan Schnell the week, like the week before. I think he teaches at Northridge too, right? Yeah, he's, he's, also, he's also a combo teacher, just like I am. Yeah, and he was like, we were on, a, on the gig and, and he was just like, oh, there goes the rest of my semester. <laughs> we're just like, man. <laughs> and, and it hasn't been an easy year for us at Cal State Northridge anyways. It's like, cause like, there's like a shift in, in the leadership of the program and mm-hmm. they, they were sort of, it's been, a, it's been a rough year for that program. The students have, the morale has been tested really hard. So I think when this all hit, it was just like, wow, it wasn't, it wasn't going so well uh, before for the program. And now it's just like, wow, the students really got, got shafted hard this year, um, even before coronavirus hit. Um, you know, I mean, which brings up sort of a different, a whole nother topic that we don't need to bring into, but, you know, jazz school and like the politics of that and, you know, what, what it, what it means to be a student in jazz school these days and, you know, how, yeah how it all works man i mean you're you're in the thick of it nick <laughs> uh this I is have true so much to say. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've been a lot of different places and seen a lot of different things yeah what yeah. are you gonna say mickey well mm-hmm. i want to be nice to you nick because you okay. are you can be mean to me i can take it you're i i love you i don't really say this very easily but i do care about you but oh um I hate jazz schools. Fuck them. So, uh, jazz is not supposed to be learned at schools. Mm. Fuck them. But then that gives us work. So, good. (laughs) I don't think jazz schools are fine. They're fine. They're great. What they're doing is fine. But just don't just tell them when they enter the school, just tell them, just don't, don't ever think that you are going to be a good jazz musician when you graduate. Here we begin, you know, it's like mm. people should know that going to jazz school is not like something that was so promising and like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna be great jazz musicians when we graduate. But, oh, fuck that. That's not gonna happen. That's not how this music works. Sure. So. If people are aware of that, use whatever you can, you know, find good teacher, you know, find, move to New York City just for that. That's good reason, you know, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you can use it, you can use it, but just don't think that, oh man, like the scene is too hard or like, oh, I didn't know that jazz school didn't tell me anything about this business thing, you know, just don't complain. Just like jazz schools don't do shit for you. That's what I think. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, there's a- Spot on. Comments, comments coming and says yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> 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 Mickey just knocked it out of the park just there. I think, I think that just takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you're right. It's just the beginning. It's not the end all, be all. You know, 
it's just just i don't know there can be good and bad experiences with, with jazz school that's for sure i feel like people think jazz school is like going to hogwarts you know what i mean <laughs> like like you don't like like nobody that like went to hogwarts like you know like went in there or even left being like Gandalf, you know what I mean? I'm sorry, not Gandalf, uh, Dumbledore, the other wizard. Nobody, <laughs> nobody turned out, nobody, like not even Harry was as good as a, of a wizard as Dumbledore, even in, you know, at the end of the whole thing. It's like, it's like you go to jazz school so that you can learn like certain things about, you know, magic or about, you know, the, the practical elements of the music. Mm -hmm. And then it takes like you actually having to, one, apply them in real scenarios you know, like when you, um, like for instance, when I was in school in Philadelphia at Temple University, like I felt like I learned more about the music from going out at night and going to sessions and going to play with different cats and going to sit in with different bands, all sorts of different bands, like from different genres of, of the music, not just straight ahead, but, but also like funky and all this stuff. And I, I felt like for me, that was the real education. Like, yes, I was taking lessons with Dick Oates. I was studying with Terrell Stafford. I was in the big band. I, you know, I was doing classes and stuff and improv classes, but the real education was like, okay, shedding all that in the practice room, but then applying it every night and being like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to play with these cats. I'm going to play with these cats. Even if it meant me not having sleep, the fact that I was able to, yes, shed and, and learn all these concepts, but then actually go and play at night and really apply them was school for me. That was the completion of, of understanding the circle, the circle of the music, as opposed to just like stopping in the practice room. And I think a lot of cats are like, give me information and let me shed it and work it out in the practice room. And then you're not hungry for experiences. You can't apply that information to experiences because you're not understanding how, you, how to use harmony and melody in a melodic and rhythmic way that actually has a dialogue with other people. And that's the only way to really learn the music. You know, to, to be honest, you have to be playing every single night. You um, have to be able to listen to each other, you know? And you it's have like to listen. Listening, it's, listening to someone is very important thing that schools don't really talk about, I feel like. You know, yeah. Maybe you can listen to some harmony and like you can say, oh, this is G7, uh, sharp 11, whatever. But uh, just in the moment, like, you can like, actually react and like musical, having musical com communication is more important thing that like what Danny's like saying, you know, like outside you can learn that more like not in the practice room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there are people that share these viewpoints and do teach at colleges. There might be one that's standing. That's why I wanted to be we're nice. We're trying our I best. To, <laughs> I wanted to be nice, sorry. No, Lord, no. I'm not gonna. No, no, I didn't. No, no, I'm not taking offense. I'm, sorry, I'm, saying, I'm saying that I agree. <laughs> I'm saying that I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. That you can't oh, cool. put it in this yeah. room. Yeah. And then, the, so like I have a problem with trying, students want to come back for degrees. Like they mm. came and I'm like, no, you need to go. Get out. Get yeah. Yeah. the world. Go, yeah. go. If you want to play jazz, you got to move somewhere where there's. You can't spend your life in a school, you know, you right. got to get out swim for a little while then come back maybe, you know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. 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 Not but, uh, in this music though. It's like, you know, yeah, why you got to go back? play. Yeah. If you want to play, go play. Yeah yeah but um yeah it's a it's a interesting thing but it's like uh you know now it's like there's so much institutional support also for jazz within the walls not only 
universities, but also the huge nonprofits like SF Jazz and right. like a center. And it's like, we kind of exist within this world and trying to find a way to balance, at least from my point Here, of view. Here's what I like, I'd like to see from institutions like that. Um, and I, and I, you know, Nick and I, Nick and I have talked about this too, is like, for instance, you know, and you guys all know on this chat about, you know, Nick Payton and the black American music movement and stuff like that. And I, I truly believe that this is black American music. And when I see institutions, um, and I'm not going to name any names, of course, but certain institutions are not set up to support demographics in which the music came from period, end of story. Okay, mm-hmm. period, end of story. Institutions are not working for people that come from the race and the, and, the, and the culture that actually invented the music. And a lot of times that really upsets me deeply to see that happening, whether it's at the collegiate level of things or whether it's, um, you know, other. But what, but what I really do love seeing is outreach programs for underprivileged uh, areas and, you know, and, and, and younger people, for instance, there's, there's, um, a great program that the LA, uh, the LA Phil has, um, uh, which is a youth orchestra that they, you know, they have a great, uh, basically a great program where underprivileged youth can like, they even rent them the instruments and stuff like that. And they, and they give them instruction and they allow them, they, they bring them together, you know, couple times a month or two or three times a month to like do orchestra practices and stuff. And, you know, I just think it's really, I think that's really cool. I think that there needs to be more in the institutionalized music world. There needs to be more outreach programs for people who actually need help and need um, guidance and actually can use that outlet creatively. I, I just, I, I can't stress that enough. I just can't stress that enough. You know, so in my, in my, you know, future goals, I, I, I hope that I can uh, continue to um, making more opportunities like that happen, as mm-hmm. opposed to seeing, you know, you know, rich kids getting all the opportunities and people that that, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not sure. that's not what what the music thrives on. The, the music thrives on being able to uh, be a social music, be a community music. And for that to happen, we need to, um, you know, be able to open opportunities for, for people from all sorts of backgrounds. And, and, and nationalities and, and genders, you know? Uh, so anyway. Cool. Yeah. No, I'll be right back. Oh. Okay. I think Nikki's we stopped, leaving us. I, I think we fixed it, right? We fixed jazz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a long, yeah. I don't know. There's no, so, we're, be, no we're, be, solution, we're beginning but. to, we're beginning to, to improve upon the situation slowly, but surely. One one conversation at a time, one one initiative at a time. Well, it's an evolving art form, and it's been evolving for like you know over a hundred years now. And and there's so many facets today. You know, you can be a you can be a performer only, or you can be a composer only, or you can you know there's like there's so many ways to get into the music. Um, and even now, like with the what people are doing online, it's completely changing uh, or opening up new new avenues for for the music. So uh, I don't know. I didn't really have a point, but that was it. No, that's true. You're totally right. Well, I don't want to take too much advantage of everyone's time. It's uh, coming up on an hour here and I want to let you go, but I do want to let you all tell people, you know, what's the best place that they can go and find more out about you and the project that's coming up or like go buy something that's going to help you right now get through this time. Um, So let's just, I just want to let everyone be able to do that and share kind of what's the most 
poignant place to connect with you uh, during all this. So Danny, why don't you jump in? Oh, sure. Well, I mean, you know, Instagram or Facebook, Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash Danny Janklow music. Instagram is at Danny Janklow or Instagram.com slash Danny Janklow. And um, yeah, feel free to like, you know, check out what I'm putting out, you know, like I, I have on my link, you know, um, my band camp is on my link, but also, um, you know, you can go and stream my records. They're out elevation and worlds collide both out on outside and music. Thank you, Nick, for, for your help, especially producing that, that worlds collide session, which was released last year. Great band. Um, so yeah, you can go support, uh, by, by just listening to that music. You can also hit me up if you want to, um, check out those quarantine standard sessions. I have those for sale. Um, but you have to DM me to get those and, um, yeah. And also I teach lessons. So, you know, also all, all of the above is great. And I'm happy to be a resource in all the ways that I mentioned. And it's great to chat with you guys. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for putting this together, Nick. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Uh, John. Uh, well, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, I have a record out. Um, well, it's, it's coming out at the end of June, but you can pre-order it starting tomorrow from uh, Bandcamp. Uh, you can get there from my website, which is johnlakejazz.com. Uh, there's another John Lake, but he's not jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Nice. not what does he do? What is, what is other John Lake? Okay, so I know. I went um, to jazz school. <laughs> so you can pre-order it starting tomorrow. Um, on Instagram, I'm Trumpet Lake. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash John Lake Jazz. Come find me. Let's hang out online. It's going to be great. Beautiful. And Miki, where do you want to send people to connect with you or during uh, this time or not? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stay, <laughs> away. <laughs> Stay away. <from laughs> Leave me alone. No, uh, I have a website. Uh, you can just look my name up. M-I-K-I-Y-A-M-A-N-A-K-A. That's Miki Amanaka. If you look up Miki Amanaka music or pianist or something like that, that should show up. Um, and uh, I, ha I have Instagram, uh, Instagram handle, that's how you call it. It's uh, Mickey Mickey Yummy, because I like to, you know, cook and eat. Mickey Mickey Yummy, you can find me on that. Or um, Facebook, the artist page is also Mickey Mickey Yummy. And uh, for the music, I, hmm, I released my record, not from Nick's label, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, from uh, Cellar Life, uh, oh, cool. Stadium Great. labels Cellar Life last year, mm, two years ago, sorry. Uh, it's really, it's like kind of, you know, like you spend a lot of money kind of record, but Bill Stewart, <laughs> Steve Nelson, and Orlando Left Fleming are Woo! on the record. And it's really, it was a really fun session for Burning. sure. Burning. Uh, Larry Golding wrote that liner notes and he's writing my new record line of notes as well. oh that's right that's yeah, yeah, yeah you guys are close i forgot about yeah, that really we're, we're buddies so uh, oh that's great um he wrote amazing line of notes for this upcoming one but anyway i'd love to read those me, um just you know go to my website and uh i don't really ask for money for now because like everybody is suffering from this you know pandemic mm -hmm. i think but I'm happy to share like what I can offer, like ideas. If you want to send me a video of you playing, I'm happy to give you feedback on Instagram or YouTube cool. or whatever you send me. I'm not going to do the lessons because I'm not really good at those like technical stuff. So like I don't have much to offer, 
but I would love to offer what I can offer. So like, um, cool. I can just check it out and uh, happy to share ideas and whatnot, you know, like talking with you guys is just like fucking awesome. You know, like, I've never done this in my life. So <laughs> I'm learning a lot. So yeah, just watch me learn more. <laughs> awesome, Mickey. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, Mickey. Well, thank you. Thanks for, to all of you for joining. And thanks if you're listening thanks, now Nick. or later. Thank you, so, Nick. Yeah. Nick. You guys are welcome. I'm glad we could do this. Uh, So stay tuned. We'll be back next week. You guys take care. Awesome. Take care.